What's up? Let's we're, just let's hit it. Going. We were, we were both wearing our Outcast oh. shirts for everybody watching at home, which you can't watch because we hadn't set that up for the Patreon. But we didn't set that up the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, Outcast yeah. tie dye Outcast shirts. It was like the gift of the magi. I, I wore mine, and then he was like, oh, "I gotta go to the closet and get mine." Well, you, I, I open up the video feed, and you're sitting there staring <laughs> at me, smug as motherfucker. You my know camera's never, yeah, my camera's never aimed right, so I had to like sit up really straight to get you to see it. But, <laughs> but I'm here to, I'm here to talk about a different uh, classic musical act. Bring it. Do you know what yesterday was? Oh, do I know what yesterday was? Yeah. By the grace of the jackal himself, I was reminded. <laughs> it was 311 day, bro. The only numbers I like better than the 311 are 420 and 69, bro. Bro. I don't want to step on my own. I wasn't planning on talking about it, but my total, <laughs> my total in the competition this past weekend was three eleven. Was <clears throat> it was three eleven? It was a lifetime PR, and it was three eleven. Whoa! Come original, baby. Yeah. Come original. Whoa! Amber is the color of your energy. Is that what you said? What did you, like? you? You? Uh, how much do you hate them? I don't hate them. Um, I did make a snarky comment last night. I said. That, <laughs> I said it was like I said, I on the on the group chat. I said <clears throat> after Jake said that, you know, and forgetting that I've I've vowed to be nice to Jake lately. But uh, I said I said three eleven is. <laughs> I said what it, I said three eleven is sublime for for people that graduated high school. Um. But I can't hear you. There you are. Uh, yeah. But then I was like, oh, that's kind of classist of me. So I just deleted it and said, of course, I would never s- compare 311 to Sublime. So that's probably what you woke up to today. I was like, 311 is a great band. I, I, of course, I wouldn't compare them. Um, I I don't mind them. Uh, I, 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 I'm required to make fun of them because they're about as, re- I mean, they're, they're not much less ridiculous than Sublime. You know, white dude reggae. But P Dog and a bunch of P Dog's friends, like his his side of my friend group, um, they all love three eleven. Like they go on the three eleven cruise and all that stuff. So no. like, I I like gotta like respect. You know, I like I can't shit on them. Like and and I actually don't mind. Like Sublime songs make me mad. Uh, three elevens. I like I like Amber. I got a remix of that. I used to play with like laid back afternoon DJ gigs. Um, you know. They're good. They're fine for what they are. A lot of people, a lot of people that like want to make fun of Three Eleven. And okay, I'm gonna. It's gonna sound like I'm coming to Three Eleven's defense. Oh, here we go. It's because I am. Mm-hmm. Whoa! <laughs> that 1996 self-titled album. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like that album's got some. It's got some songs on it that I used to really, really love. And so when I listen to them now, it's like that nostalgia <clears throat> trigger gets accessed. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy listening to them. I'm not saying they're good. I'm just saying I like them. Is that the one with all mixed up? Can't do what to do. Don't I just remembered that to talk about talk talk about I don't like their old stuff. Speed Eddie had their like their first album, I think is called Grassroots. 
um, which is like almost nobody has heard it. It's one of these things like, you know, the early Green Day albums that only like the the true fans. Yeah, that was their second. That was their second album. Grassroots was. Yeah, but it has a song on there. Do you right that I actually like a lot. It's like now, 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 now. But uh, yeah, Speedy was super into them. It's funny, my buddy Spencer. He's in a bunch of groups like that, but he never realized that they got big. Like he listened to Three Eleven, and then I was like, you know, Three Eleven's like really big and on the radio, and he's like, I had no idea. Like I just listened to the soul <laughs> stuff, you know. Like he's the same thing about Green they- Day. Like Green Day, that was uh, it. Smashing Pumpkins. He he only thought he only liked Gish, like the first Smashing Pumpkins album, like all the stuff. Yeah, that Grassroots album has Omaha Styley on it. Uh huh. That's another one. Yeah, that, that one's all that, right. I it's mean, all right. You know, it's whatever. It is that kind I'm of. I'm gonna go. Listen, I'm gonna go listen to it tonight. It's that bro. You know, bro. Three Eleven. It's not as white guy reggae as white guy reggae is. Because yeah. like not all the songs are white but like the people. What I was gonna, my original point is the people that hate on Three Eleven, mm-hmm. they hate on that album that has um, all mixed up. Dun, 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 dun. No, the 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 Amber oh the one song. after it is that the one, one after it? I don't even. Amber's on. Uh, oh god! I, oh god! I don't this even know. The, this is the rabbit hole here. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> I. From chaos, I don't even know. Whatever. I mean, look, man. I I, I'm a Dave. yeah. From chaos, I like Dave Matthews Band. You know, so it's like, what can I say about Three Eleven? You know, <clears throat> it's all that same kind of thing. It's, it's like this: these groups that are very their fans that are their fans are big into them. You know, I'm like the rare Dave Matthews fan that's not just die hard into them. You know, um, they. That the are three eleven fans just listen to three eleven, you know. But they go on a whole fucking cruise. They go on a cruise with it, but in return, three eleven looks out for their fans. You know, they do the concert on three eleven day every year, and uh, you know, you gotta respect that. What is Doug Benson done goes lately? on that cruise? You know? What? What? Doug Benson goes on that cruise. I bet he does. He has. He like he hosts his podcast on that cruise. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Sublime, they're coming to Wilmington. Sublime with Rome, which I can't imagine is any better than Sublime. They're coming I got to tell you, <clears throat> you would love this. You, you would absolutely. And I wish I knew. I wish I could remember. I wish I took notes so that I could remember every band that was listed. But uh, so I was in Salt Lake City this past weekend um, and. <clears throat> at this competition and it's at one of these like it was called the maverick center it was where the local um minor league hockey team plays mm-hmm. in salt lake yep and so the competition takes up this whole venue you know there's five stages yeah. you know warm-up area so we take up the whole you know base of the arena and <clears throat> there's people that are working security at the arena that work every event mm-hmm and because there's no spectators and it's a small amount of people, there was only like 300 athletes competing, which means, you know, a couple of two coaches is probably six to 900 people total for the whole weekend. It was yeah. not that busy. I'm in the bathroom. I go into the, you know how arenas are like, they have these bathrooms where you just walk in like yeah. at the airport, there's no doors or anything. Trough. So you can hear people out in the hallway. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's not, um, 
there's not a lot of people out in the hallway, so there's not a lot of commotion. And I could hear the conversation of the two security guards sitting outside. And this <laughs> yeah. isn't like uniform security. This is like khaki pants and a collared shirt security. So just yeah. like working the door, yeah. not actually, you know, enforcing. These guys are they're, they're relatively old. Yeah. <laughs> and one guy's reading the schedule for the Maverick Center to the other guy out loud and just saying whether or not he's going to work. And he's like, kiss, working that. <laughs> goo goo dolls, that's old. Not working that. <laughs> Matchbox 20, that's old. Not working that. <laughs> <laughs> And I was I, I was just standing peeing in the bathroom, just chuckling to myself, yeah. like God, I wish Joey could hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you not me. working that. Yeah, and the other guy was like, oh, "Whoa, um, all mixed up." Then it went to do, and then that dude did that rap in that one. He did. He laid it down. You know the breakdown where he does the rap. Yeah, Hold come on. on. The, <laughs> yeah, they try to get real hard. The one dude that raps in their stuff. So I, I will say I don't. They have, they, have a song, they have a song on that album called Guns and then in parentheses are for pussies. <laughs> well, I respect that. Um, the uh, So Sublime with Rome is the headliner of our local uh, Azalea Festival this year. They were supposed to play last Great. year, and I was like, oh, thank God, one good thing happened in the pandemic, and that's that got canceled. But nope, they rescheduled for this year. Uh, so they're going to be in my town. Gross. Uh, I will say I don't hate – the reason I don't hate 311 is they never said they could play the guitar like a motherfucking riot and then play the kazoo for, for <laughs> a minute, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> what's up? So what's up? Uh, a little housekeeping. Um, okay. What was it? Oh, well, housekeeping. Happy birthday, Jake. Speaking to Jake and being nice to Jake. Happy birthday. It's his birthday this week. You're not. You're not gonna say happy was birthday. Was it? Well, I. I no, happy birthday, Jake. I'm oh. I'm trying to think back whether or not I sent him a text individually to see whether or not I'm a better friend than you. Oh, I just did it in the group text. But thankfully, I, I don't keep up with people's birthdays unless like I look at the Facebook thing, and then sometimes I don't see it, you know, for the day. Uh -huh. So uh, uh -huh. I luckily Ninja T jumped in the the IOL TOS thing was like happy birthday, Jake, and I was like, oh shit, that is Jake's birthday. I knew it was coming up. Um. <laughs> But also housekeeping, Jake was upset that we didn't cover the Space Jam 2 trailer in Trailer Park. But we uh, had to inform him that the Space Jam 2 trailer has not come out yet. Therefore, we were not able to review it. So uh, we'll get right on that when it comes out. Yeah, right. You got any, what do you do? You got any opinions on Space Jam? I've never seen the original. I've never either, to be honest. I feel like if you say that in certain company, it just audible gasp. <gasps> Boo. We've got to watch it right now. Like if people it's are one of those passionate. movies that like 
if you watched it as a kid, it's probably still good. But yeah. I'm not trying to watch cartoons, man. Like fuck a cartoon. I like cartoons, but it's like it's one of those things. <clears throat> it's like which I like basketball and I like Looney Tunes, so I should love it. But I was just a little too old for it or something when it came out. It's like the fucking Sandlot or something. It's like I've seen the Sandlot, but I don't give a fuck about the Sandlot. I do not care at all about it. You know. I, but I whatever. I, look, you know? we it's don't like, agree on much, but when we agree, we agree we wholeheartedly. Yeah. You're totally right. It's a children's movie. I don't care about children's movies. Yeah, I, I mean, I like. There's some children's movies I like, but I just don't. Had Space Jam. It just didn't. It, I wasn't excited about it. But whatever. I'll I'll watch the trailer. We'll review the trailer. Um, we got a little little feedback I, on. People said they like Trailer Park. I saw yeah. uh, I saw a super fan uh your boy Matt Mark Oh Mark yeah he he came to town he brought me some honey and uh, he said oh, nice. yeah he said I like the trailer park um yeah um <laughs> he said I like that trailer park segment so uh we'll, we'll keep doing it uh, he also brought me a do you know who Daniel Johnston is No uh, he was a famous indie musician who was sidelined by mental illness, like really bad uh, bipolar. And uh, they did, did a documentary on the devil and Daniel Johnston. Um, Kurt Cobain used to wear a Daniel Johnston shirt that had a frog on it, weird looking frog. And uh, yeah. he, he's like this this musician that wrote these real kind of childlike sounding songs, but it influenced a lot of people of the like grunge era 90s alternative rock you probably would recognize him if you heard some of the songs but anyway he did these uh he was also known for doing these um these uh like kind of uh simple drawings of like superheroes and stuff because he was just super into the like he was really into comic books he's very like a childlike guy he died a few years ago like at like age 58 or something but anyway, mm-hmm. he did these prints that were famous, and uh, Mark brought me one of those that was signed by him. So I was pretty stoked on that. Mm. So we got it hanging up. It's like a Captain America um, thing. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Kudos. So shout outs. Um, Shouts. I don't have any other housekeeping. You? My grandma wears Ugg boots. Think about it. <laughs> I had that one written down. I had that one written down. <laughs> Um. So you ready to get? I don't have anything else. All right. What's the What's the hype? Yeah, I'm ready. This week it got like today. Today it was sixty degrees. Yeah, it was sixty degrees here. I saw this. I I, I'm I'm sure everybody by the time this podcast come out, already everybody's already seen this tweet. Said like, I never really believed in seasonal affective disorder. But when it turns to 60 degrees and you feel like you popped a molly, yeah. then you yeah. <laughs> right, true. I was in such a good mood today. I mean, we've we've been having these um the the building that the the Providence Bravo Club is in is historic. It's like eighteen hundred something odd, right? Yeah. And the windows are historic and they were supposed to have redone the windows by the time we moved in yeah we've just started our third year okay and they started redoing the windows in october and so we went through the entire winter with like plywood on our Uh, windows and 
it's been freezing cold and all this kind of stuff. They finally get to the point now where the windows are all installed and all but one of them work now. And so like this week I like opened up the windows and uh. let the breeze come through and tomorrow is supposed to be back down in the thirties yeah. and it's supposed to snow on Monday or Tuesday. Like yeah. it's fake spring, you yeah. know, but like, it's been lit, man. Like I, some about, I mean, I used to always be a little bit more like, no, you know, kind of contrarian and I like the winter and like, I still appreciate having four different seasons, yeah. but by the time March rolls around, I'm I'm kind of done with winter. Like I'm ready for the spring to come around, and it it threatened it this week, and I got real excited. See, I'm the opposite. I'm I'm bummed that spring is here down here, because I like the winter. I like it are. cold. I like the cold. I like it cold in the house. I hate number one. I hate the heat. Hate being hot. Number sure. two, I hate mm-hmm. hate hate pollen, and the pollen is so bad mm-hmm. down here. And uh, Granted, if my winter was as bad as your winter is, as far as cold, I probably wouldn't like it as much. But I like wearing my jackets and sweaters and stuff, you know, sweatshirts. I'm, look, I like the winter. You know, yeah. <clears throat> but I, I like, you know, I like three months of winter. Uh-huh. And up here, it's like four and a half, five months of winter. So by the end of it, you're like, all right, it's time for something different. Yeah. I hear you. Um, What's yeah. your hype? Uh, this package I got in the mail from you. Got uh, got that package. Yeah, I, want, I didn't want to surprise. I want to surprise you that I got it. You know, I uh, I forgot. I forgot it that I sent it. it. Yeah, I got a UPS notification. I was like, what did I order? And I was like, ah, whatever. And um, which is weird that it notifies you, like you sent it to me and it notified me that it was coming. But I guess it it tied to your address. Um, uh-huh. this has happened before when when P Dog sent me the giant check, it notified me, and I was like, what? Who sent me something? Um. But yeah, I got it, and uh, oh, nice surprise! Got that clave. Shout out to clave. That clave season two I O L T O S classic artwork um, framed, and uh, that David Bowie painting in there. So I appreciate that. Heck. Awesome. Yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. We're gonna put. What do you, in our you house got? Season two close to you? I don't. It's still. I've still got it wrapped up. To me, I unwrapped it to look at it, and then I put it back in the box because I didn't have a good place to put it yet. And uh, with the cats here and everything, I didn't want it to get tipped over and busted. So, um, yeah, but it arrived. We gotta, we gotta bring, we gotta look at those posters, <laughs> yeah, and go back to like what were the other segments, you know? Because like when we did Trailer Park last week, yeah. I was like, what were the other segments we used to do? We had one called Grab Bag, but I, I think Grab Bag was the umbrella term for things like Trailer Park. Uh, maybe. Uh, I thought grab bag was kind of like what we do now, just kind of free form. But I, I can't remember. We did have more specific segments and we rotated them. Um, yeah. But then we just kind of simplified it down to just hype and not the hype and hype still out. But Well, I know that I didn't really, I always thought trailer park was my favorite. Oh yeah. What's well, so the most one fun. I remember? Yeah. Cause I like other than, I mean, I, like I said, I have stopped watching trailers in recent years for stuff I'm excited about. Cause I don't want to ruin stuff, but it's nice to watch like these indie trailers of things that I've never heard of and be like, Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, or, you know, you're, uh, what is that Italian? Uh, what was his name? Oh, boy. Uh, the movie's called sin. It's about <laughs> Michelangelo, Italian, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Italian, Hugh Jackman here for that. Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to do this. We'll do trailer part once a month. It's it's pretty low. Uh, it doesn't require much of us. It takes fifteen minutes to watch all the trailers. So. Yeah, but 
that's a big ask for us. It is. It is. It really is. Um, yeah, but the package. Uh, excited. I was excited to get some art from Clave. You know, this is classic. For sure. old that's stuff. vintage art too. This is back. He used to be better back in the old days. I like his old stuff better. But I'm just kidding, Clave. <laughs> Your new stuff's good too. I like it all. Um, had to give Clave some uh, business advice tonight. He's uh he's doing some design work and he he asked me about how to how to what to charge. So, it, yeah, he asked me too. He did. <laughs> okay. Well, no. Good. Yeah. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's not the hype? Man, I I don't want to complain, um, but this month, <clears throat> like I, my schedule is already so busy as it is. Yeah. And I have spent this past year not traveling. I used to travel like eight times a year minimum for work. Mm -hmm. And then this past year, because we haven't had any competitions anywhere, I haven't hadn't been anywhere in 14 months. And now in this one month of March, I flew out to Salt Lake and on, you know, woke up at 4 a.m., Met everybody at the club. We drove up to Boston, which is an hour away, at 5 a.m. to get on a flight that was five and a half hours out to Salt Lake City. Two-hour time change. We're there for three days, and then we come back on Monday, and I'm back to work all week. And then on Tuesday and next week, I, I wake up, and I fly down to Orlando. And I'm going to be in Orlando for six days. I'll come back on Monday, and I'll get up out of the airport, and I'll drive straight back to work, and I'll work until 9 o'clock, 9.30 that night. Yeah. And so it's like three weeks because this one week of being home in between is so rushed with catching up on everything I lost mm -hmm. from being out of town and then prepping for everything before I go out of town again. Yeah. And it's like taxis and you know, all this kind of bullshit work that I got to make sure I get done. <clears throat> I spent the whole, I, I, I'm halfway through it, but I feel like I'm spending all three of these weeks feeling like I forgot something. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know what I'm I know. Yeah, yeah. Especially since it's been a year of not traveling, really. So, yeah, yeah I had anxiety. Now, I'm like, oh shit, I'd left something. I'm like, everything that I have, I can, except for like my phone and my computer, I can get when I get there, like if I need it. It's, you know, it's that's like, such a good like, way to put it. it it's and it's less, I mean, the packing is one thing. <clears throat> of course, for me, like, if I don't pack the right things, like the competition day, like I, I got to have my shoes, my single and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that's like, I mean, just make sure you gym bag with you. But yeah, yeah. ultimately, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm kind of looking forward to this trip down in Orlando. That's my hype still out. I'll go yeah. ahead and take okay. care of this hype still out. Like on the one hand, so this is the competition I care a little bit more about. Although I did pretty well in Salt Lake. I was surprised, nice. man. I, I hit a PR in the snatch. 311, huh? Yeah, the three eleven was the total. So I snatched one hundred forty one kilos. Nice, and Did you win? Did you win? Mm, I won my age division, but I didn't win overall. I got fifth place overall. Okay, um, but again, good. it wasn't really. Yeah, it wasn't about you. It it's not about you. me. Let's not make it about me. Yeah. Um, I'll go down to this competition in Orlando, and it's like, it's the it's all masters age level lifters and. Uh, you know, I coach somebody on Wednesday, coach somebody on Thursday, and then I, I coach three people on Saturday and then I'll compete on Sunday mm -hmm. and I'm going to see Indros down there. Oh, 
Remember Endurance? Nice. Yeah, I remember Endurance, yeah. Yeah, I, maybe, I, you know, on Friday, maybe <clears throat> I go to Disney. Who knows? Maybe you will. Go up to get, get I probably go to the Epcot Center, get you a crepe. I'm pretty sure what I'm going to do instead is take my discs down there and play some disc, disc golf. golf. In they probably got some good disc golf courses down there. I don't know, maybe they got don't. some easy disc golf courses yeah, down there. Right. It's just going to be flat. Yeah. It's sea pretty, level. Yeah. Anyway, what's your not the height? Uh, Dum Dums on the local uh, Facebook group for Wilmington. It's just constantly, because I'm a member of all these. See, I used to troll the yard sale groups here. <laughs> so I would get on there and and I I would I would troll them and then I would screenshot it. And I always did it, I trolled as I was the butt of the joke, not the person I was trolling. So I would just get on and ask, yeah. I did this character I developed who was like this real simple dude who like probably lives with his parents. And I would just ask stupid questions about people's stuff, you know? But they would be so stupid that the people couldn't... Uh, number one, it wasn't mean to the person I was doing, like, commenting on. But it was so stupid that they had to treat me, like, kind in response. Because it's like, clearly this person's, like, you know, having trouble understanding this or whatever, you know? So... I would do that, and it was there were some of them were funny. Like I asked, like I would ask, like uh, people were selling shoes. I'd be like, "Oh, I watched Law and Order last night. Were these shoes ever used in a crime? Because I don't want to buy them if uh, you know." <laughs> and so, somebody put up a tattoo gun, quote unquote, which is a tattoo machine, which tattoo artists hate it, people calling it a gun. But somebody put up the tattoo gun with all the accessories, and I posted, uh, "Yeah, would uh, would this be good for for self defense?" And uh, what's 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 the tattoo gun supposed to be called? Uh, it's a machine, tattoo machine. Uh, yeah. uh I also did that okay. on uh, on like paintball guns. People put paint. I'd be like, "Is this good for self defense?" They'd be like, "Uh, this is a not a real gun." I'm like, "Oh, it looks like a real <laughs> gun." Um, anyway, I do that stuff, and um, and I've got screenshots that I put on my Facebook. But then it got to the point where like. There was this phenomenon where, like, unfortunately, every annoying dude with a sunglass tan that goes out on a boat every weekend, you know, every one of those dudes that's the guy in the friend group that everybody thinks is the funniest suddenly thinks they're a comedian, and now they have the internet to, you know, talk to. Yeah. So they would start getting on there and kind of stepping on my shit, you know, like doing their own trolling, and it just wasn't funny, so I, like, kind of had to, like quit doing it because it just wasn't funny to me anymore you know what i mean they just kind of yeah, ruined right. it like they just because yeah. like my thing was like i tried to i would always do it in a real in a way that was believable because i think that the funniest things are things that are believable you know but they would just do some ridiculous shit and it's like that's not funny it's like of course these you know your your buddies on the boat think it's funny or whatever sorry boat people anyway so i've i've like swore it off walking the the path of the righteous you know Damn, they try to pull me back in all the time. The one thing that bugs the shit out of me is people posting that they they're like, uh, we're moving to Wilmington in a week, and uh, we want to find a house for four hundred dollars, and uh, we don't have any jobs. So what's it looking like down there for jobs? Well, there's no room here. Everything's full up. Like we're completely full. Traffic is fucking terrible here. The whole town is just overrun with people moving here, and it's just every day those groups are just filled with that. 
But <clears throat> the best is when somebody posts something like this. So this lady got on the Facebook group, the one we to Facebook group, and she's like, I, uh, I, I just want to, I've been followed by, by Ford Focus. And it was kind of like, you know, she was like, I guess you're trying to warn people. I don't know. She was kind of asking for what to do, but it's like, well, call the police. Like, anyway, she's like, I was followed by Ford Focus. Well, of course, all the fucking gun nuts get on there and they're like suggesting that she should have immediately, she's they're like, if you were carrying a gun, you could have just shot the person. Like they're immediately advocating for murder, you know, of course, which I don't have anything against guns. I like guns or whatever, but the, you know, the people that are going to run their mouth on these things, that are gun aficionados are, uh, are annoying, but this, dude, I mean, I don't have anything against murder. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course the clearest thing to do when someone is following you is to immediately shoot them dead in the car. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So then this dude jumps on there and he looks like a, a sublime fan. I would say <laughs> his uh his profile picture was a picture he's got, he's got like a tie dye outcast t shirt on yeah yeah pretty much yeah um no he his profile picture is of his ear which has a uh, the stretched with a gauge in it you know yeah it's a picture of his ear he wants to see people see that he's got the you know he's alternative or something so he gets on there and he tells this tale it's sort of like the dude from the the British office the IT guy who's like. Yeah. Talking about racing the go karts, and they're like, "Yeah, you should, you should probably race Formula One." Is what they said to me, you know. So he's this dude gets on there to replying to this lady about the Ford Focus following her, and he's like, "You should have done what I did in Fort Mill a couple years ago. I just pulled my gun out, fired a couple warning shots over their head. They turned around and drove off. I had to go to court over it. The judge listened to my story, and he turned to the officer that arrested me and said, "You should have given this man a medal." And he let me go. And so I just couldn't stand it. You know, like this is a fucking blatant lie. So I, I remember all these tag groups. You know what those are? No. A tag group on Facebook is where it's a group with a certain name so that when you want to reply to somebody, you can just say the name of this group you're in and it'll like put the tag of it up there. So it's like a group that's very specific. And so it's a very specific response. So I'm a member of a group that said that's, uh this group is things that didn't happen so much that it unhappened things that had. Okay. So I posted that, I posted that group, just that as a reply, you know, the link to that group, things that, you know, to his thing. And he, mm-hmm. my, my profile picture right now is of the, the vinyl Illuminati logo, which is the, it's a pyramid with the eye in it and shit. And he's like, Oh, of course he take, he does the, I'm going to give you some lessons on trolling on the internet. The easiest, cheapest thing you can do is go look at somebody's profile and just make fun of their appearance, okay? Like, or whatever, their profile picture, whatever. That's like the that's like the 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 lowest form of comedy, okay? So he says, he looks at my profile clearly, and he's like, says the dude who says he's Illuminati. And I was like, ah, this is good. So <laughs> one of my friends, Mariana, jumps on there. She, I guess she sees this and she's like, what are you talking about? He's not he's not saying he's Illuminati. And then this dude, you know, Carney Pfeiffer here is like the sublime guy. He's like, oh, reading is fundamental, Mariana. You should check it out. And she was like, you should read it and see that he's like not saying he's in the Illuminati. So then I replied to Mariana. <laughs> I said, the Illuminati showed up at my house one time, but I fired some warning shots over their head. I had to go to court over it. The judge looked at me and said, son, you're an American hero. And now I'm the president of North Carolina. 
<laughs> of course, it got a bunch of likes. And that dude tried to be, he poor fucking porky pigged, you know, immediately. But fucking go, go, you know, go clean your sublime shirt. Go, give, wash your bong out. Shut up the fuck up. Bitch. <laughs> he just reminded me that I had a phone call one day when Kyle was listening to the podcast. <laughs> He lost it when you talked about that Honda Element, dude. How you said fuck off, and he, but he, but he, but he, he said he never heard that before, and it makes perfect sense. The old Porky I hate pig. giving you compliments. I hate yeah. giving you compliments, but it's true. Oh, Porky Pig here! I can't wait to Porky Pig travel back in time <laughs> yeah. to be like 13 years old in like a schoolyard fight and just like, oh, you get a Porky Pig out of here, but 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 yeah, it was they start to oh, come on, Porky Pig, spit it out, but 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 um, he likes something else I said one time, wasn't it? Some kind of what was it? Yeah, he likes you a lot more than he likes what me. Did he, what did I say friend. that he likes so much that he was like, uh It doesn't even know, matter. It, I it can't matters even to me. It's just some Yeah, oh. this dude fucking you know I just fired some warning shots. It was at a gas station. But I know you didn't. Shut the fuck up. You didn't fire any warning shots. Shut up. You should have given this man a medal. Man, you should give this man a medal. Let me go. Fuck off. Um, yeah, so that's not the hype. Uh, and my hype still out is that yesterday I made Mythic and Magic again. So uh, I haven't done it. I haven't made it in a couple months. This is the thing that I did a couple months ago and I qualified for that tournament. I've been trying a couple yeah. months and I just didn't get there. And... The set, the sets rotate through that you can draft, and so a certain set that I'm good at came up. So I just like went for it, and man, I was like biting my nails on that last game because I I I had one win one game and I make it in, or I could lose all the way back down to the bottom. So I just yeah. like I made it, and I was just like, holy shit! So I'm 250 in the world right now, but uh, we'll have to see if it holds. I'm not gonna. I, I'm at the point where I can don't play anymore until I see if it decays because. You know, if people as people play, they'll they'll get higher than me. But I had to stay in within twelve hundred. But uh, yeah, hype's still okay. out. We'll see if I can stay in there. But I was pretty stoked on that. So when is that tournament gonna be? It'll be next month. It'll probably be like the third weekend in the month. But April. Yeah, it'll be for April. I'll qualify for April if I qualify. But my buddy Sam made Mythic in the two disciplines you can make it in. So he double Mythic last month, but he fell out of top twelve hundred in both. So he's pretty bummed. So he didn't get qualified for anything. But yeah, you gotta get. It's like an eBay auction. You gotta keep up, keep them tabs. Yeah, keep watching. It's such a weird system because it's like, okay, now it incentivizes me to not play your game. So good job, designers. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> That's what, you are that type of person that'll get the number one tag in the bag tag round and then not come back not come back yeah that's how i kept number seven at the local shop here i I am i'm this i'm the scorpion um what are you consuming um well i'm gonna mention just in case there's anybody out there that likes a grateful dad this is a recommendation that came from bill 
Um, he just dropped into my inbox one morning and said, there's this, there's this guy that used to write for Grantland for, uh, he was like a music writer for Grantland that we both enjoyed reading. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned that this guy, Stephen Hyden and somebody else, the two of them are doing this podcast and this, you're just going to appreciate how niche this is. Um, in the Grateful Dead archive, if you will, there's a, you know, there's, there's a series of concert that are um, called like Dave's picks. Dick's, Dick's picks. picks. Like one. Yeah. I've heard of that. Well, originally it was Dick's now it's Dave's picks, uh, but okay. Dick uh, was the original archivist for the Grateful Dead. And, and so he would select certain shows and it wasn't always complete shows. It was just like segments of shows and they'd be released on CD. Mm. And so this is a podcast about each one of those picks. <laughs> Jesus. That's too deep for me. <laughs> it's so good though. Yeah. It's like each each podcast is over two hours. Yeah. Um in in true improvisational band form, you know. They yeah. they're riffing. Oh man, when and, he noodle um, when he does that part and that thing. He can play the guitar <laughs> like a motherfucking riot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Oh yeah. man! So I've been I've been getting into that podcast, and then also I have just in the past two days begun. Um, when I'm excited, I mean I'm not that excited, but I've I've begun creating my spring uh, 2021 playlist. So I I have now gone a full year where I have um, done a playlist for each season of the year, which is just singles of what i've enjoying listening to right now and um i'm hype man i'm i'm you know uh there's there's a lot of new music coming out right now that i'm pretty excited about and that playlist is just like it's not very long right now it's just uh, maybe six songs mm -hmm. and most of them are singles from albums that will be coming out mm -hmm. his golden messenger's got an album coming out in june um and there's a couple of like Nick Waterhouse is a musician that I like a lot and he doesn't have a huge catalog, but he, he released a single today. And, um, there's this, I don't know if it's a band or just an individual called BB Palmer and, uh, Sturgill Simpson made a post about him or them the other day. And I went and listened to the most recent single and it's like a country song with horns and a sitar. Okay. That's and I went cool. back and listened to an old EP of theirs. It's like really spacey and yeah. uh, it's good. So I don't know, a lot of new music coming out. Um, and I'm hyped to catalog it on, on, on my playlist. And anybody wants to get on them on the playlist that I make, you hit me up and send you the Spotify link. I need to throw some of them songs on the Iowa TOS playlist. We ain't updated that in a minute. Man, that playlist is dead. Why is it dead? It's dead because we don't. We never took it that seriously. We never. We, we just did for a while. We did for that. a long time. But <laughs> we were throwing songs on there from each episode, but then we stopped. So that's what yeah, I'm saying. But again, maybe we should get back there. into that. Throw some on, more on there. It's a good playlist. It's got some good stuff on there. Well, I mean, Mark doesn't like it. Don't ask. Too Mark. depressing for yeah. him. You know, too sad for him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Mark can only listen to fucking the Lollipop Gang. <laughs> yeah. He only likes split guys that can play the guitar like a motherfucking riot. That's what. Oh, <laughs> uh, <Hello>? uh, whoa! 
Um, What's she looking serious? Man, I'm still listening to stuff from last year. Um, I listen to, I'm doing the Vinyl Illuminati thing, so I'm like featuring a record every day. Or most every day. I didn't do it on the weekend. I think I'm just not going to do it on the weekends. Um, but um, that Neverly Boys, Dark Side of Everything album, I busted that out again. Number one, the packaging of that out, you have you got it. The packaging is real cool. And the album itself is like real nice. I think it's like the 180 gram, like the heavy vinyl. Um, and it's got a cool like their their Alchemy Records is their record label or whatever. So it's got like the little Illuminati looking thing on it. I listen to that album again, and that album start to finish is so good. I still recommend people listen to it. It was my number two album from last year, and uh it damn well could have been number one. Like I'm just I I keep liking it more the more I listen to it. Took a break from well, it's it. It's funny for a while. how that it's funny how that number two album is, you know, it's a really good album, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. Sometimes people put their number two and it probably should be number one, <laughs> but it just happens. Um well, just like you said. Well, Neverly Boys wasn't even in your top ten, so uh <laughs> my whole my whole year is gonna be dedicated to just shitting on your top ten from last year. So, um, yeah, that album's really good. I, I'm excited about more stuff from them. Um, and there's so little about them online; they don't even have a Wikipedia article or anything. I was trying to look up who was on the album. Like, I guess I could look at the back of it and see. Who, uh, there's like a female vocalist. I didn't know who it was. If I sounded familiar, but I don't know who she is. Um, so I also got this. Uh, this uh, reissue from a band that I wanted to I've wanted their albums for a while, but they're so expensive that I can't afford the originals. And it's uh, this band called Frightened Rabbit. I think I've talked about them here before. No. Have yeah. You've, yeah. You brought, brought them up several times. Yeah. Frightened Rabbit. They're in the same, mm, ba- they're in the same like gr- group of bands with uh we were promised jetpacks. Who's also a, they're all from Scotland. I talked about We Were Promised Jetpacks a long time ago on Iowa TOS. Uh, yeah. that, that one Four Walls album by them is fantastic. But they were kind of like in the peer group with with them. And uh, their their lead singer took his own life a couple of years ago. It was really sad because um, he, 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 a lot of his songs deal with like mental health and, and suicide and stuff. And uh, and a lot of songs about drowning and he actually drowned. Um, it's super tragic. Yeah. Like that's what got me. I was a casual fan of them. And then when I was on, I was in, I was out of the country. I was in Peru and I heard that he had died and it just like made me just like want to delve more. I was just really affected by it because it bummed me out. And then I listened to his music more and I'm super just into them now. Um, And they've been reissuing their classic albums and they just, uh, I just got a copy of their album Winter of Mixed Drinks and uh, it's really good start to finish. So, um, I I forgot one album that I wanted to recommend to you because yeah, I thought yeah. you'd like it. Hit me, hit me with it. <clears throat> uh, I just sent it to you in, uh, via text message, okay. but it's called "Looking for Knives," and the group is called Dian, like D Y A N. Okay. And it sounds it sounds like Sylvanesto, basically. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I'll check that. So out. when you're in the mood for that, like it's not one of those that like if you're in that we were probably shut bags, frightened rabbit kind of like mood, like mm-hmm. don't jump over to this, yeah, yeah. you know, but when you want a palate cleanser, this is somebody sent it to me on Monday and I like listened to it like three days straight. I forgot to bring it up, but like, it's, it's good. What was the thing last week that you recommended to you that I, I wrote it down, but I, I want to write it in these notes too. Do you remember? Oh, it was, um, yeah, I, I don't want to 
say necessarily. Well, I, 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 I was saying that I thought maybe you'd like it. Um, it was. Uh, it's gone now. No, I it's got gone it. now. I got it. It's in here. I will here. say that um, another new album came out Gang on of Friday Youth? last week that I didn't get. Huh? Was it Gang of Youth? Yeah, Gang of Youth. Yeah, okay. I got it here. I got it. I wrote it down last week. Um, I, I assume <laughs> there's people that like fr- uh, the Fruit Bats already know that a new album came out, but a new Fruit Bats album is out. So that's that guy, mm-hmm. Eric Johnson yeah. from I did not know there Bonnie was Light Horseman. I, I mean, there was one, a new one last year too, right? So yeah, I mean, he writes a lot of music. Yeah. So there's this is a new new yeah. one. Yeah, I did not know. I, I don't keep up with yeah, new releases. Last week. So, yeah. Cool. Um so we watched uh we've been watching the Netflix documentary Night Stalker, which is about the Night Stalker serial killer case. And it was really good. Okay. If you like true crime stuff, which I don't think you do, but um people that like true crime stuff, it's really well done. I was just like casting the movie in my head for it. Um, as I was watching it, because it has it's a, it's a really interesting story of the detectives who caught this guy. You know, Richard Ramirez, like one of the most vicious serial killers um, ever. But it was really well done. Um, and then on the opposite side of things, we've been watching the new version of The Weakest Link. Um, that's got okay. what's her name on it? What's her name? From she's in Best of Show. She was in Glee. Oh, Jane Lynch? Uh, yeah, Jane Lynch hosts it. We've been watching that as like our like, because now we're out of Jeopardy episodes, so it's like our like about to go to bed, watch a quiz show kind of thing. Yeah. I never watched that show in the old days that had the other, the English lady on it. It's similar. It's the same concept, but I'm really fr- increasingly frustrating with it because it's like, number one, there's a lot of stupid people on it, and so it's real frustrating. But then whenever anybody's really smart on it, they always get voted out at the end before the last round because the other two dumb people don't want to face them in the last round. And it just seems like bullshit to me that like your best player gets voted out, you know, by the two dumb dumbs yeah. left over. So and it, it, I didn't notice that that was happening until a couple episodes in. And I was like, you know what? Every single time the smart person gets voted out. So it's OK. It's fine. Whatever. You know, if you want something to watch, this just mindless quiz show stuff. It's okay, but I, I do you keep up with Saturday Night Live? Uh, yeah, we try to watch. Definitely, when it's a host we like, or if something big happens in the news, sometimes we'll watch it. But not every not every week. I just sent you a link to a YouTube video of one of the sketches from last week. Uh huh that you will enjoy watching. It's a music video about murder shows. Oh, we watched that one. Yeah, it was funny. (laughs) Jackie was like, this is about me. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Yeah. That was one of the best ones they've done in a while. The show is, I mean, the cliche is always say that Saturday Live's not funny anymore, but there's, man, the quality is hit or miss so much. We can update. That's the way it's always been though. It is, but there's been times when it was better than other times, you know? There was times when it wasn't sure, as bad as people said it was, but but the thing is, like I hit my theory. My theory when people think about the way the show used to be, they're thinking about the best sketches, and yeah. every episode has one to two sketches that are really good. Yeah, and when we think about a show from like a season from ten years ago, you're thinking about the eighteen sketches that were all really good, and yeah, but that's over the course of the whole season. Yeah, I I agree, but it just feels like they can't. 
they can't they'll have really good ideas this cast has because the cast writes it pretty much um they'll have really great ideas but then they can't finish them there's no ending to the skit and i'm like fuck that could have been good and you just you're so close it just wasn't good you know but whatever i i mean i'm not shitting on sarah i'll watch it i'll watch it but what (laughs) You agree to, well, you agree <laughs> to disagree. Yeah. I agree to disagree. <laughs> like vaccinated. That's not a sword. That's a hot dog. Um, Yeah. So that's my concern. There's only like three ways to end any sketch, right? I mean, somebody runs away. It, You know, you you pan out. Like, it, there's just not that many ways to end a sketch. I don't know. Anyway, uh, whatever. I'm not talking about the mechanics of ending the sketch. I'm just saying the joke just doesn't go anywhere. Like, it's okay. This is going to be funny. And then they don't pay it off, you know? It's like a good concept, but well, I mean, when I get done writing all my Sarah Life skits, then you'll see what an ending is like. Um, I can't wait. That's it. Are we ready to get into this? Uh, hey, if you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. Uh, welcome to the OC, bitch. R.I.P. Luke. Um, this is episode twenty-five. Speaking of what, I want to go ahead and jump on it. Speaking of the fact that you've already brought up Luke. Julie Cooper wanted one musician for her uh, wedding reception, like the music of one person. She was talking, being mad at her wedding planner. Yeah. Did you remember this? I don't remember who it was. Said, uh, well, she was like getting mad at her wedding planner. She said, Bob Seger is not so over. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. Luke got his music taste from Julie Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little Easter egg for like people that remember that the night before Luke Luke was drinking beers and listening to Bob Seger and and how Julie Cooper was in the wedding reception. Yeah. Um, It's really funny how the, uh, I guess it's Josh Schwartz was the creator, um, weaves his own likes and dislikes into that. Uh, You can tell he's, you can tell when he likes something because he he just throws it in there a bunch of times. So I'm sure he's a Bob Seger fan, you know, in addition to all these like indie rock bands and stuff that he puts on the show. But um, yeah, this is the OC season one, episode 25, The Shower. Um, I would describe this episode as kind of filler-ish. Feels like we're trying to set things up to like get done. You know, that we're we're not far off from the finale. What is it? 28 episodes or something? I think so. It's it was okay. It was all right. Episode. So the, the, uh, of course, what, What's going on is they're uh they're they're planning Julie's wedding shower and of course she has uh foisted this upon uh Kirsten as she usually does and also has uh I guess since since Cal has blackmailed Marissa into being part of the family again Marissa is kind of obligated to help Kirsten do this uh organize this party um, and then, uh, we have Seth, the other storylines are Seth meeting, uh, Summer's dad for the first time. We haven't met any of Summer's family in the show. She's kind of been an enigma in that way. So it's him meeting, uh, her, uh, her father. Um, and then, uh, we got some Jimmy and Haley stuff, which is whatever. And, uh, Teresa shows back up and she has been physically assaulted by Eddie it's a turn that I did not remember. I did not remember that Eddie was a piece of shit like that and uh, beat her up. And she looks for, uh, she looks to Sandy for advice, both legal and parental. 
Um, and uh, another thing is that uh, in the course of this shower, um, we get to meet Julie's sister, Aunt Cindy. This would be uh, Marissa's Aunt Cindy. And she, she is what you would expect from Julie's family. You know? She's intense and, uh, you know, a little, a little over the top. And, um, yeah, I guess that's the main broad strokes of it. There's not a whole lot that goes on in the episode. Um, Seth and Summer have a little fallout from the awkward meeting with her dad. And so they're, they're kind of having trouble. And then, you know, Seth has Teresa showing up is, is causing problems with, um, Ryan and Marissa as it always does because Marissa is, uh, you know, Ryan has chosen Marissa, but, uh, Teresa is going to be staying with the Coens for a little while because of all this stuff. She's also just randomly working in Orange County again, so. <laughs> I don't know. You, uh. Um, you I, I, you know, I, 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 I did have a bigger note on this, and I don't think I wrote it down. I just, there was no, there was, there was no real levity in the episode at all. The Seth meeting Summer's dad levity was levity until it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so on balance, you know, I think we've mentioned about how we find that the show does have a good balance between, you know, soap opera drama and comedy. Yeah. And the comedy wasn't really there this episode. Yeah. It wasn't very funny. So I just, which I guess it's not going to be funny when, um, when, you know, you're dealing with people like, uh, domestic abuse and stuff. It's like, there's not, there's, it's not a lot of the material lended itself to, to being funny, I guess. But yeah, there wasn't these like really great exchanges between characters that had funny one liners and stuff. Just weren't, weren't in this one. That's yeah, not a lot of good moments. Oh, Jimmy and ha- and Haley um, get busted a couple times, you know, and Kirsten finally finds out about that. So we have a couple of things that are like, I guess, a big deal, but none of it feels that important other than Teresa dealing with this abuse, you know, and, um, Ryan getting upset about it and overstepping his boundaries as he does, you know, wanting to get revenge and stuff. I would say, I will say, yeah, I think to his credit, to the character's credit or the way, you know, Cal is this manipulative kind of like generically awful human being. He's a villain of the show. He's one of part of the gruesome twosome. Yeah. You know, but to his credit, you know, like when Aunt Cindy tries to humiliate Julie and Julie's upset and she's, you know, anxious and sitting by herself and, and you know, and she and Cindy talk, whatever. Caleb says to her, there's nothing that you can do that's going to make me walk away. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, he's already he's kind of gone into this eyes wide open. He said to Marissa in the previous episode. Yeah. Everything already. And you know it 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 betrays a certain type of cynical approach to marriage that i think cal represents which is like this is kind of a transactional relationship and i'm looking for comfort i'm looking for companionship and i don't really care about your past so long as you live up to your end of the bargain Mm -hmm. which is you know we can kind of make a projection or assumption on that but there is a certain kind of like romantic steadfastness to that that I can appreciate and kind of like say like, look, I mean, the guys, you know, he could kind of like, he could kind of get out, 
you yeah. know, but he's saying like, I know what you've been. I know what you are, who yeah. you are. And I choose you, you know, and I, I found that to be kind of like a, just a little bit, you know, at least the most pleasant the cow can be. He's an interesting character because he's not a sociopath. Like there's times when they want you to think he's a sociopath. He has no feelings. He just, every move is a calculated move. But then he has these moments, even in his moment when he like kind of ridiculous, but when he was blackmailing, um, Marissa, there's still like a level of care to him. Like he's still like, it's like he kind of wanted her to, it's like, this is going to be best for all of us. I want you to be happy, but also you have to do this thing. But well, I think it was, he wants Julie to be happy. Yeah, true. Um, but I would go back to Cindy. I, I I don't think that Aunt Cindy was trying to embarrass Julie. I think Aunt Cindy is just an obnoxious train wreck and embarrassed Julie because she is, you know, she's from where? Where are they from? Riverside or whatever. She's a, yeah, she's a, from a different. You know, she's kind of white trash or whatever. You know. Um, well, I mean, she did say Julie's first love was the entire defensive line of the eighth grade football team. Yeah, but I think she was trying to be funny more than she was trying to be. I don't know. But there is this history of them. I'll give you that. Being shitty to each other. But there's Aunt Cindy wound up being like they her and Julie have this kind of like heart to heart where she's like, you left me and you were supposed to take me with you. You know, so there is this like she cares about Julie and Cal could have just been like shocked and about Cindy and like been like horrified, but he was actually very accepting of her. He's like, he's not upset. She said this stuff. And he says, you're going to come to the wedding when she says, I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to be invited to your wedding. He's like, no, you're going to be invited. He's being accepting of Julie's family in a way, you know, that's like, yeah, shows that he's not a, that's the thing. I, I think that the interesting thing about this show is like, even the villains have good, aspects to them you know i mean we saw that with luke being a villain and he turns you know like there there is uh there's a humanity to all the characters um like that you know i just you know we don't get it a lot or we haven't gotten it a lot from cal and yeah i just like that part and I, I i knew it was coming i remembered it coming when i saw and cindy started to say let's play a game mm-hmm. you know yeah um and um but that was cool uh Really good for you is like singing from the treetops, Sandy, to Ryan when yeah. he was talking about him and Marissa. Yeah. Um, there, man, Jimmy stays in those cargo shorts. Oh, yeah, man. I'm here for it. I love it. I love his uh, fashion How, how he landed Haley wearing yeah. those cargo shorts I mean, is beyond me. Ladies like that you can carry um, stuff, you know. It's like they appreciate did that. You, the, when, when Ann Cindy showed up, this I thought this was a nice little detail from the costume department. And Cindy shows up and you're meant to immediately just kind of like be turned off by yeah, her and just yeah. like how obnoxious she is. She's wearing a t-shirt that says Libra and it has words underneath it that like describes what a Libra is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Astrology jokes. Yeah, it was great. Um, um, yeah. she and, I, I, and The casting for Cindy was really interesting because she looks like uh, Julie's sister. They look like they're related. Yeah. They, the casting on the show is great because they pick the right actors to play the these relatives and stuff. Um, I there was a great there's a lot of cringeworthy mo there's a lot of F, the, scenes in this that I had a hard time watching. The Seth with Summer's dad thing was so embarrassing, and I get I get embarrassed for other people like when when have you know like I'm embarrassed because other people are being embarrassing. 
Um, yeah. And he secondhand embarrassment, I guess. And it, that was so awkward and it went on for so long. And I was just like, Oh, please, like please in the scene. It was so bad. And then the Cindy stuff with her embarrassing it. Um, Jimmy got a great line where uh, Cal's like, Cal pays them millions of dollars for the lighthouse, right? Jimmy Two and a half. And, Two and a half. Yeah, Jimmy and and uh, Sandy. It gets Jimmy out of trouble with you know, his past. He's excited about it. Um, Sandy's bummed because he wanted to do this thing with Jimmy. But Jimmy has a good moment where he's like, now you have time to do the things that to do your work and and uh, Sandy's like I don't want to do my work and he's like I don't mean that work I mean like rescuing kids and doing the right thing and helping the community and blah 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 so that's kind of a nice yeah. moment um and then when Cal says y'all are you're all family and then Jimmy goes are we family I can't keep track <laughs> cuz like Cal's marrying Jimmy's ex but it's like you know yeah and then Jimmy's uh d- dating uh you know Kirsten's sister um yeah, it's a very soap opery. It's like a nod to the soap opera aspect of it. Um, the first time that Jimmy and Haley get caught by Marissa, I thought it was cute, kind of adorable. Uh, it was a good little moment. The second time, they were just being reckless in front of. Uh, but the, when Kirsten sees it, yeah, and Kirsten, and yeah, Julie, Julie yeah. and Kirsten open up the door. Yeah, uh, Julie's face in that moment. <laughs> I got to give it to Melinda Cooper. That was amazing yeah. acting. Right she there. does so a good, good. She does a lot of really great reactions to things. Um, She's great reaction. She also had that great little monologue when she came into Kirsten's office at the beginning of the yeah. episode and steamrolled her into yeah. being her maid of honor and doing that. Like, yeah, great line delivery. She had her lines down. Like she's such a professional. Like it's really yeah. good. She's very much like a. A character from like the Devil Wears Prada or something, where she can do these like yeah. steamrolling, just like rapid fire. Like you almost can't keep up with her, but that's what she's doing to the character she's talking to. Um, yeah. But there's all these little like th- that. She did have some funny lines in there. These these little references and stuff to like things, and um, and also just playing up her character as being ridiculous. Um, I was I did another note I had was man. Uh, uh, What's her name? Marissa has to move out of that awesome room and into into Callan. <laughs> and you know, now that they fixed it up, she's got to move out of it. Um, she's supposed to be crying, Thanks and he's the weekend of work, y'all. Yeah, that was a lot of work. Um, from last episode, she's supposed to be crying, and he's supposed to be brooding. That was from Seth about uh Ryan and Marissa. <laughs> um. Yeah. Seth's best, Seth's best line of the episode was, not that I read my own press. <laughs> yeah, he did. I didn't get a review or anything, not that I read my own press. Um, not not a thumbs, nothing with no, thumbs involved thumbs or, stars or stars. Or, yeah. or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I have written here, I can't wait for Aunt Cindy. This was when I, I um, before she showed up. And that's the Andy, Aunt Cindy did not disappoint. Um, <laughs> a lot of competing stripes is what I have for the fashion on this episode. There's a lot of uh, horizontal stripes being worn with vertical stripes. Seth is wearing a pinstripe jacket at one point with a horizontally striped polo, and I don't think that that works. Um, uh, I'll I'll go ahead and pull a Joey on that though and say, man, they're kids, man. They're kids. They're kids. They're kids. Um, <laughs> I did like the um. The not the like self referential uh that Kirsten says nothing good happens at our parties. 
Yeah. She's like, I don't want to host any more parties. Nothing good happens at our parties. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Nothing good does happen. It's always something bad. Speaking speaking of fashion and that party, Caleb's suit is too big. You'd think the most powerful man in Newport would have a tailor. That suit is a parachute. There's nothing worse than a than a, a too big suit. Unless you're David Byrne in the Talking Heads, and then it's, you know. Yeah, I was just about to say, he's out there on, that, on that, that stage singing like David Byrne. The big suit. You know, that's the big suit. But you don't want to have a baggy suit. No, you don't want to do that. Um, yeah. Uh, so, a couple of the musical moments from this episode. There wasn't any, like, no, there wasn't any, like, Oh, that's one of the songs from the show. But uh, there was a song in the early part that was like a ballad. That's a, it was called "Met a Girl Like You Once" by Matt, uh, Zach by Zach Hexum. Um, "Keep It Clean" by Camera, Camera Obscura. I can't remember what scene that was in, but that's one that's pretty well known from the show. And then that jazzy song that played during the um, you remember the jazzy song that played during the shower? It was like a horn kind of thing. Um, I recognize it, but I, or, or like I, I, I felt like I recognized, I felt like I'd heard it before, but I couldn't recognize it. You should it. listen to this one after the show or, or this week or whatever. It's called uh, Right Now by Motion Worker, like Motion, M O Ocean, M Ocean. Okay. Uh, and then uh, another song by South that did that Paint the Silent song that's famous from the Ferris wheel scene early in the, uh, earlier in the uh, season. Mm-hmm. They did a song called Nine Lives on this episode, which uh, I think that Josh Schwartz was just a really big South fan. They're an English band. Um, yeah, it was an all right episode. There wasn't anything in particular. I have, I have a, just a few more yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, hit me with it. Well, I have one one more major note. Okay. Usually, San, usually Sandy's the one with the advice. Yeah. And he tried the sand hammer on Ryan. It mm-hmm. didn't work. Well, it kind of worked, but it didn't work in yeah. the moment, right? Yeah. I'm going to give the game ball to Kirsten. She once again every I, once in a while she she plays the Sandy in the situation which she had two know, different yeah. moments this time. Uh-huh. She she warned Jimmy about Haley. Uh-huh. She said it's not about jealousy. I'm just worried. I just don't like watching my friend make a bad decision. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the episode, I thought it was so it was so great. In fact, it set the table for one of the very few nice moments between Ryan and Marissa. Mm. So Marissa comes to the house. Teresa's in the pool house getting set up. And, you know, Kirsten sees Marissa. Hey, you know, she answers the door. And and Kirsten says, yeah, Teresa's here. Mm-hmm. And then she takes a moment. She says, you know he loves you, right? Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, I do. She said, then then make space in, in your, your life for him or for her or whatever. For you know? Teresa, yeah. She basically says, don't give Ryan a hard time for this. Yeah. It's good good advice. And it was yeah. it was a little bit out of character for, for Kirsten. Usually she's responding, not volunteering. Yeah. And it, it, you know, and it sets us up to enjoy a nice little moment between Ryan and Marissa on that little lounge chair mm-hmm. in their yeah. AstroTurf backyard <laughs> yeah. by the infinity pool. Yeah, they did have a nice moment. Um, I think we underestimate Kirsten sometimes because Sandy's the one who's usually the you know the vice giver and everything, but she hits it with some yeah. truth every once in a while. You're like, okay, there's a reason these two characters are married to each other, and they're not just yeah. like she's not just copying Sandy. She's got her own good advice. She also has that scene with Sandy where 
it's interesting the parallel between the way Sandy deals with Eddie and the way Seth wa- or uh, Ryan wants to deal with Eddie. Because Ryan wants to go beat his ass, right? And he goes to do it and yeah. he stops. Sandy wants to go and scare him by l- threatening legal action, you know, and chooses not to because Kirsten says, there's people here that need you, not Eddie. You need, mm. you could, you could help Teresa, you know, if you're going to help somebody help Teresa, don't, don't try to go talk to Eddie, you know? So that was another, that was like three moments that Kirsten had of like doling out the, the sand hammer, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I wrote down here too. There was a really nice summer and Seth moment early in the episode. Now later on their relationship deteriorates a little bit, but there was a really nice, I, I just have written nice summer and Seth moment where they're kind of have mm. some of that nice banter that they've always had. We, we get to, it's like these characters get to have a, a nice little bit of time of happiness together. And then something fucks it all up. It's just, that's the, that's the right. formula, you know? Um, so, um, yeah. Anything else? I'm looking forward to the end of the season. I guess there's been one main plot line that I thought was in season one that hasn't. Uh huh. And I think it's going to be the cliffhanger at the end of the season. Right. Um, and every episode, I feel like we're about to get it. Yeah. And I just like, not excited to talk about it, but the, it, every time it, at some point in the first act of the episode, I'm like, Oh, this is it because there's certain character exhibits a certain behavior, but like yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Um, I, I do. And I don't want the season to end. Mm-hmm. I sat down tonight and I was like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I don't want to spend time with these people. I'm over it. I'm tired of it. And then, and then the episode wasn't that great. Yeah. And, but then at the very end of the episode, I was like, I want more. I want more. Well, see, last episode was really good. I think we had pretty good praise for last episode. So this was a little bit of a letdown, but, um, yeah, I, I am like, Oh shit. I want to see next. So there's 27 episodes in season one. So, I assume next episode is when a lot of stuff's going to happen because it's the penultimate episode. Um, So there might be some, some good shit in this next episode. So I don't know. Maybe, I mean, yes and no though, because we're still operating in this time period where the penultimate, like the HBO model of the second to last episode being the one with all the stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, is that, is that a time? Is that like a modern television thing that's a that's an hbo thing like now every every season yeah. of the show is the next last episode is the one where things happen and this the last one is usually often a letdown because it's like well there's all the exciting stuff has been done we're just wrapping up things um right so yeah and i, guess, I don't I guess know so, that yeah. that's going to be the case with the oc i think yeah, it's going to be the last episode that i think we're going to end on a cliffhanger bro yeah because this is network sorry, tv I didn't mean still to say bro bro 311 bro um, three eleven. This three twelve. is the color of your energy. Whoa. Um, today's three twelve, man. You can't. You can't have some respect. Um, did you? Did you just say, bro? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. But, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that gives a whole different meaning to that song. I love it. Um, the uh, yeah. I there. So. We'll see. I mean, there's two episodes left. I'm going to enjoy them. Um, we shall see. I mean, we haven't decided if if we're going to move on to season two or 
I assume we'll, we would at least take a little bit of a break and then maybe move on to season two if we're going to do that. But um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's the OC talk that's keeping this podcast afloat. I like it, man. I like it. I was it was a little bit felt like homework last night. I agree with you on that. Uh, maybe I just sensed that the episode was going to be a little unfulfilling, but we we got to connect some. We got to build the bridges to the end of the season. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Anything else you got to add? You look about to fall asleep there. I'm about to fall asleep, brother. Bro, bro. Um, cool. Well, you can check us out on our shitty website iltos.com you can find us on spotify and sometimes other places where podcasts are i don't know um and uh yeah send us at, an email i really like the old stuff at gmail.com yeah that email box has been dry been dry <laughs> lately fill it up yeah, some attention um cool and uh yeah we'll, we'll, we out i guess we out i miss you i miss you We'll see you next time. Have a good night.